Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea. You're listening to God's Whole Story podcast, and I'm here today with Lindsay Lotsball. She's joining hey. us today. Um, Ryan is taking a break and being with his sweet little baby. Not really a break, but <laughs> right. a break from the podcast. A break from the podcast to be with a baby which does not provide any breaks. <laughs> exactly. Um, so today we are in Exodus 29, and we're talking about the priests, and it's just mostly the priests and offerings, and then we talk about the Sabbath. So, Lindsay, what did you think as we were reading it today? Yeah, when you're reading this, or if you listen to the reading after we talk, you're going to be overwhelmed by a whole whole lot of details, (laughs) as I call it, smells and bells. It's (laughs) it's a lot of uh, very specific incense making, I mean, right down to the recipes, and you got to do this, and you got to sacrifice this animal to enter into my presence. Um, And I think for us, those details are just a little overwhelming, but yeah. I think it's good to remember the, to pull back a little bit mm-hmm. as I'm reading this. It's helpful for me to remember the story of starting in Genesis chapters one through three, mm-hmm. that the story started with mankind dwelling fully in the presence of God, everything as it should be. Um, and then that was broken in Genesis chapter three. We separated from God, sin entered, and God has been on this mission to restore our dwelling with Him once again. And so this is just another step in that where He's given them the instructions for the tabernacle, and the priests are the people who represent the priesthood. Aaron and his sons are the people who represent the nation of Israel mm-hmm. to God in the most holy place. And it's just a good reminder, like, it's— it can feel like a bit of a Debbie Downer, like God just, he's so legalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but what God is saying is when you're in my presence, you got to do it a certain way, not because I'm legalistic, but because no sin can be in my presence. And again, that's not, God is making a way for that. And that's actually encouraging. This is a place now where this is a little picture of the new Eden, Mm-hmm. The tabernacle is the new Eden where they can meet with God once again. And it's a, it's a good reminder that where, when we fully meet with God, there's no brokenness. There's no sin. There's no, um, sorrow. There's no lying and adultery and just all these things. Yeah. Um, just remember he's being so specific because he's reminding that that's where we're headed. That's where the story is headed. And it, it makes me think if someone told you when you went to heaven that, you know, when you go to heaven and be with God, when, you know, all things are done and finished, it's going to be great. But, you know, there's still going to be sin and wickedness there. People are going to stab each other in the back. And, right. <laughs> you know, it's not good news. That's not good news. Right. <laughs> so when we're seeing God be specific about no sin can be in my presence, whether it's in the Old Testament in the tabernacle, that's good news because it shows this is where God is bringing this story. Yeah. Eventually it's going to come to this. Yes. Yeah. And not through our own sacrifice, not through priestly garments, but through Jesus. Yeah. These are just a foreshadowing, a symbol of what is to come. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about as we were talking is, so the tabernacle, if if you are looking at it from the very specific thing, it's kind of hard to get a picture of what it is. It'd be cool to, if you have a study Bible, go ahead and look at a picture of it. Yeah. It's very interesting. But 
it's a tent. It's a fancy tent, but it's just a tent. Um, and God chose to dwell among his people who are living in tents and just be with them. How, how amazing that this amazing creator God is dwelling in a tent. It's <laughs> God. Are you saying that God camps? He's a camper? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> no, it is amazing how he's done that. And he did all of this. He delivered them out in order to dwell with him. Right. And he made a way. Right. He really, he made a way and will continue to make where this is a temporary attempt that this temporary thing, mm-hmm. ultimately, he Jesus comes and permanently uh, opens up a way for us to dwell with God. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening today, guys. Hope you're enjoying God's whole story, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Exodus 29, beginning in verse 1. This is the ceremony you must follow when you consecrate Aaron and his sons to serve me as priests. Take a young bull and two rams with no defects. Then, using choice wheat flour and no yeast, make loaves of bread, thin cakes mixed with olive oil, and wafers spread with oil. Place them all in a single basket and present them at the entrance of the tabernacle, along with the young bull and two rams. Present Aaron and his sons at the entrance of the tabernacle and wash them with water. Dress Aaron in his priestly garments, the tunic, the robe worn with the ephod, the ephod itself, and the chest piece. Then wrap the decorative sash of the ephod around him. Place the turban on his head and fasten the sacred medallion to the turban. Then anoint him by pouring the anointing oil over his head. Next, present his sons and dress them in their tunics. Wrap the sashes around the waist of Aaron and his sons and put their special head coverings on them. Then the right to the priesthood will be theirs by the by law forever. In this way, you will ordain Aaron and his sons. Bring the young bull to the entrance of the tabernacle where Aaron and his sons will lay their hands on its head. Then slaughter the bull in the Lord's presence at the entrance of the tabernacle. Put some of its blood on the horns of the altar with your finger and pour the rest at the base of the altar. Take all the fat around the internal organs and the long lobe of the liver and the two kidneys and the fat around them and burn it all on the altar. Then take the rest of the bull, including its hide, meat, and dung, and burn it outside the camp as a sin offering. Next, Aaron and his sons must lay their hands on the head of one of the rams. Then slaughter the ram and splatter its blood against all sides of the altar. Cut the ram into pieces and wash off the internal organs and the legs. Set them alongside the head and other pieces of the body. Then burn the entire animal on the altar. This is a burnt offering to the Lord. It's a pleasing aroma, a special gift presented to the Lord. Now take the other ram and have Aaron and his sons lay their hands on its head. Then slaughter it and apply some of its blood to the right earlobes of Aaron and his sons. Also put it on the thumbs of their right hands and the big toes of their right feet. Splatter the rest of the blood against all sides of the altar. Then take some of the blood from the altar and some of the anointing oil and sprinkle it on Aaron and his sons and on their garments. In this way, they and their garments will be set apart as holy. Since this is the ram for the ordination of Aaron and his sons, take the fat of the ram, including the fat of the broad tail and the fat around the internal organs, the long lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys and the fat around them, along with the right thigh. Then take one round loaf of bread, one thin cake mixed with olive oil, and one wafer from the basket of bread without yeast that was placed in the Lord's presence. Put all these in the hands of Aaron and his sons to be lifted up as a special offering to the Lord. Afterward, take the various breads from their hands and burn them on the altar along with the burnt offering. It is a pleasing aroma to the Lord, a special gift for him. 
Then take the breast of Aaron's ordination ram and lift it up in the Lord's presence as a special offering to him. Then keep it as your own portion. Set aside the portions of the ordination ram that belong to Aaron and his sons. This includes the breast and the thigh that were lifted up before the Lord as a special offering. In the future, whenever the people lift up a peace offering, a portion of it must be set aside for Aaron and his descendants. This is their permanent right, and it is a sacred offering from the Israelites to the Lord. Aaron's sacred garments must be preserved for his descendants who succeed him, and they will wear them when they are anointed and ordained. The descendant who succeeds him as high priest will wear these clothes for seven days as he ministers in the tabernacle and the holy place. Take the ram used in the ordination ceremony and boil its meat in a sacred place. Then Aaron and his sons will eat this meat along with the bread in the basket at the tabernacle entrance. They alone may eat the meat and the bread used for their purification in the ordination ceremony. No one else may eat them, for these things are set apart and holy. If any of the ordination meat or bread remains until the morning, it must be burnt. It may not be eaten, for it is holy. This is how you will ordain Aaron and his sons to their offices, just as I have commanded you. The ordination ceremony will go on for seven days. Each day you must sacrifice a young bull as a sin offering to purify them, making them right with the Lord. Afterward, cleanse the altar by purifying it, making it holy, and anointing it with oil. Purify the altar and consecrate it every day for seven days. After that, the altar will be absolutely holy, and whatever touches it will become holy. These are the sacrifices you are to offer regularly on the altar. Each day, offer two lambs that are a year old, one in the morning and the other one in the evening. With one of them, offer two quarts of choice flour mixed with one quart of pure oil of pressed olives. Also, offer one quart of wine as a liquid offering. Offer the other lamb in the evening along with the same offerings of flour and wine as in the morning. It will be a pleasing aroma, a special gift presented to the Lord. These burnt offerings are to be made each day from generation to generation. Offer them in the Lord's presence at the tabernacle entrance. There I will meet with you and speak with you. I will meet the people of Israel there in the place made holy by my glorious presence. Yes, I will consecrate the tabernacle and the altar, and I will consecrate Aaron and his sons to serve me as priests. Then I will live among the people of Israel and be their God, and they will know that I am the Lord their God. I am the one who brought them out of the land of Egypt so I could live among them. I am the Lord their God. Then make another altar of acacia wood for burning incense. Make it 18 inches square and 36 inches high with horns at the corners carved from the same piece of wood as the altar itself. Overlay the top, sides, and horns of the altar with pure gold and run a gold molding around the entire altar. Make two gold rings and attach them on the opposite sides of the altar below the gold molding to hold the carrying poles. Make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Place the incense altar just outside the inner curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant in front of the Ark's cover, the place of atonement that covers the tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. I will meet you there. Every morning when Aaron maintains the lamps, he must burn fragrant incense on the altar, and each evening when he lights the lamps, he must again burn incense in the Lord's presence. This must be done from generation to generation. Do not offer any unholy incense on this altar or any burnt offerings, grain offerings, or liquid offerings. Once a year, Aaron must purify the altar by smearing its horns with blood from the offering made to purify the people from their sin. This will be a regular annual event from generation to generation, for this is the Lord's most holy altar. Then the Lord said to Moses, Whenever you take a census of the people of Israel, each man who is counted must pay a ransom for himself to the Lord. Then no plague will strike the people as you count them. Each person who is counted must give a small piece of silver as a sacred offering to the Lord. This payment is half a shekel, based on the sanctuary shekel, which equals 20 geras. 
All who have reached their 20th birthday must give this sacred offering to the Lord. When this offering is given to the Lord to purify your lives, making you right with Him, the rich must not give more than the specified amount, and the poor must not give less. Receive this ransom money from the Israelites and use it for the care of the tabernacle. It will bring the Israelites to the Lord's attention, and it will purify your lives. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a bronze wash basin with a bronze stand. Place it between the tabernacle and the altar and fill it with water. Aaron and his sons will wash their hands and feet there. They must wash with water whenever they go into the tabernacle to appear before the Lord, and when they approach the altar to burn up their special gifts to the Lord, or they will die. They must always wash their hands and feet, or they will die. This is a permanent law for Aaron and his descendants to be observed from generation to generation. Then the Lord said to Moses, Collect choice spices, twelve and a half pounds of pure myrrh, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cinnamon, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant calamus, and twelve and a half pounds of casia, as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. Also get one gallon of olive oil. Like a skilled incense maker, blend these ingredients to make a holy anointing oil. Use this sacred oil to anoint the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, and the table, all of its utensils, the lampstand, and all of its accessories, the incense altar, the altar of burnt offering, and all of its utensils, and the wash basin with its stand. Consecrate them to make them absolutely holy. After this, whatever touches them will also become holy. Anoint Aaron and his sons also, consecrating them to serve me as priests, and say to the people of Israel, This holy anointing oil is reserved for me from generation to generation. It must never be used to anoint anyone else, and you must never make any blend like it for yourselves. It is holy, and you must treat it as holy. Anyone who makes a blend like it or anoints someone other than a priest will be cut off from the community. Then the Lord said to Moses, Gather fragrant spices, raisin droplets, mollusk shell, and gobinum, and mix these fragrant spices with pure frankincense weighted out in equal amounts. Using the usual techniques of the incense maker, blend the spices together and sprinkle them with salt to produce a pure and holy incense. Grind some of the mixture into a very fine powder and put it in front of the Ark of the Covenant where I will meet you with you in the tabernacle. You must treat this incense as most holy. Never use this formula to make this incense for yourselves. It is reserved for the Lord, and you must treat it as holy. Anyone who makes incense like this for personal use will be cut off from the community. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, from the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and carving wood. He is a master at every craft. And I have personally appointed Holiab, son of Ahimismach, of the tribe of Dan, to be his assistant. Moreover, I have given special skill to all the gifted craftsmen so they can make all the things I have commanded you to make. The tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark's cover, the Place of Atonement, all the furnishings of the tabernacle, the table and its utensils, the pure gold lampstand with all of its accessories, the incense altar, the altar of burnt offering with all of its utensils, the wash basin with its stand, the beautifully stitched garments, the sacred garments for Aaron, the priest, and the garments for his sons to wear as they minister as priests the anointing oil, the fragrant incense for the holy place. The craftsman must make everything as I have commanded you.
The Lord then gave these instructions to Moses. Tell the people of Israel, be careful to keep my Sabbath day, for the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between you and me from generation to generation. It is given so that you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. You must keep the Sabbath day, for it is a holy day for you. Anyone who desecrates it must be put to death. Anyone who works on that day will be cut off from the community. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day must be a Sabbath day of complete rest, a holy day dedicated to the Lord. Anyone who works on the Sabbath must be put to death. The people of Israel must keep the Sabbath day by observing it from generation to generation. This is a covenant obligation for all time. It is a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he stopped working and he was refreshed. When the Lord finished speaking with Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant written by the finger of God. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.